This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and immane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. Everybody knows that the dice are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed. Poor stay poor, the rich get rich, that's how it goes. Everybody knows. Live from Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Everybody knows that the day I hope everyone is healthy. I hope you're... Staying uh, well because there's a lot of sickness going around. Jeez, I uh, I get a real indication of this when I uh, take my little guys into school in the morning. That's uh, a real a, a wonderful time for me. Is uh, the drive down from Unionville uh, to uh, Metamorphosis and uh, take the little guys in, walk them in, get their uh, their boots and their snow pants off and so forth, and then when you go into the classroom and you uh, you see how many kids missing just with uh, with flu and fever and uh, our little guy had um, uh, North had walking pneumonia uh, so he's been home for a, a whole week and he was on a antibiotic and uh, Zachary battling a, a nasty cough and uh, I went to school one day and there were I swear a half the class missing it's hard on the little ones and uh, of course. You know, as, as, a, as a parent, there's something... You, I've never been sicker the, uh, since I've had kids because those little guys, I mean, they get something and then it mutates and then they pass it on to you and it's something... It, it just hits you like a truck, uh, that mutation. So, anyway, this, this is the time of year when we have to, uh, you know the drill, wash your hands and uh, cough into your sleeve and, and, and all of that. Hey, uh, four weeks, just about four weeks till uh, the debut of the big TV show... The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett, which will debut Friday, February the 18th. It's fast approaching. Friday nights at 11 p.m. on Vision TV. And uh, obviously, we're all very excited. And uh, we're hoping that um, you will be too. Friday, Feb 18th, 11 p.m. on Vision. And that's right across the country. All right, a little later in the show, we'll uh, check in with a... 
I guess we would describe Jeanette Dagger as a spiritual speaker of truth, and she's been at that for a very long time. And uh, she'll be here to tell us about the stellar activation cycle, the stellar activation cycle and some sort of rendezvous with the Guardian Alliance. We'll find out who or what the Guardian Alliance are. First of all, you know, the word legend gets uh, thrown around uh, a lot in, uh, in the media. And I'm going to use the term now but because, uh, you know, there is sort of a, uh, in this field of uh, uh, delving into the world backstage, uh, when we talk about the, uh, the preeminent researchers, there is sort of a pantheon, if you will. And this gentleman uh, certainly is in that pantheon. He is, uh, as I say, one of the preeminent researchers and independent scholars in the field of occult religious philosophy. And his interest in these subjects began as far back as 1959. We're talking over half a century. He served for three and a half years as the religion editor of Truth Seeker magazine, America's oldest free thought journal. His uh, work exploring the hidden foundations of Western religions and secret societies creates enthusiastic responses from audiences around the world. He's conducted dozens of intensive seminars, hosted his own radio talk shows, guested on more than 600 radio shows, and written, produced, and appeared in numerous television shows and documentaries, including three two-hour specials for the CBS television network, as well as the internationally acclaimed five-part Ancient Mystery series, all devoted to understanding ancient religions and their pervasive influence on world affairs today. His work on the subject of secret societies, both ancient and modern, and their symbols, has fascinated audiences around the world for decades. Considering the rapidly moving events of today and the, uh, the very real part that hidden religion, religious agendas play in our modern war-torn world, he feels these controversial subjects are not only interesting to explore, but too important to ignore. His extraordinary presentations includes documents and photographs seldom seen elsewhere, a great pleasure to welcome to The Conspiracy Show and AM740, Jordan Maxwell. Jordan, how are you? Well, fine, thank you. Kind of hard to follow <clears throat> an introduction like that. Well, but, uh, I, I appreciate your kindness and your generosity, but uh, I, I've said so many times, I'll say it again because I think it bears uh, re-saying that I don't feel very important in this world. I just, uh, I, I've always been fascinated with the world of the occult, and occult simply means hidden, not evil. <clears throat> and I've always been interested in that which is hidden from view, because I've always felt, even as a child, I always knew there's a bigger story behind everything, you know. <clears throat> and it didn't take me very long during my teen years to figure out that just basically everything I was being told and, and things which, uh, you know, people believed around me weren't true. And um, I often wondered why adults didn't do some really better research and, and, and instead of believing what other people tell them. And so I started asking questions. Of course, I started asking questions when I was eight and nine years old. Uh, and, and I began to see that people don't like you asking questions. I mean, I got in trouble for it. <clears throat> so it didn't take me very long to figure out what the name of the tune is, that um, 
that history is just uh, a bunch of stories agreed upon, and everybody agrees that this is the way it is, so therefore let's not bring up any anything that's going to uh, cause us to worry about, concern ourselves with researching and studying a subject. We already know what, we, what it is we believe, and whatever it is we believe, that's the way it is, and we don't want to hear anything else. And so I, uh, I kind of turned inward during my middle teens. I began to turn inward and start doing my own reading, researching, studying, questioning why things were the way they were, and I've been doing it ever since then. So at 70 years old, I've, I've, I've been all around the world, and I've talked to so many different kinds of people. And what I would say for myself is that I am not, and I've said this many times, I'm not the world's foremost authority on anything. I never have been. Because the more I learn, the more I know how much I don't know. But whatever, whatever value uh, my work is, has been, it's because of the people I have met, interesting, fascinating people that I have been privileged to be in the company of and to meet and to become friends with, extraordinary people who, who are doing and knowing extraordinary things. And uh, so I try and take what I have learned from these interesting people all of my life and to, and to share it with my fellow man. Well, Jordan, you, you certainly have... You've certainly struck a chord. I get more um, emails, and, and you know, this is, it's interesting that uh, I've been on the on the radio talking about these sorts of things for uh, a decade, and uh, uh, this is uh, the first time that that uh, I've been fortunate to have you on the program. I I don't have an explanation as to why it's uh, it's taken us so long to get together. I'm glad that we have, but I get I, over the years I, I've uh, I've received. So many emails and, and, and phone calls asking, you know, uh, get Jordan Maxwell on the program. And, and, and that's a testament, obviously, to the, the, the chord that you've struck with people and your search for truth. And a lot of people are asking a lot of questions. Uh, do you, let's, let's talk about the world uh, as it exists today. If we look, for example, at the, uh, the, uh, the, the situation with the world economy, it's, it's sputtering along. Uh, we're told that we're in a, um, a, a recovery. I don't, I don't buy that for a minute. I think it's been largely papered over. And, I, and I, unfortunately, I think uh, that that's going to become uh, apparently clear to everyone over the next, uh, I don't know, 12 months. It's, there's a recovery, but there are no jobs. Uh, there's, you know, trillions of dollars being uh, printed and, and, and thrown around. It's being papered over. Uh, when you look at... Uh, for example, uh, we have another uh, swine flu uh, uh, outbreak, supposedly. I'm always very suspicious of these claims. Uh, this one's uh, happening in Britain. We have, uh, uh, you know, environmental degradation. We had the, the, the horrific uh, oil disaster in the Gulf of Mexico and so forth. Do you see uh, a, a connection between, I mean, do you draw connections between all of these uh, uh, events? Do you see a hidden hand? Uh, is there a master plan? Well, I think it's, uh, I think that what's going on on the earth today is that, is that civilization is out of control, that man's greed and his greed for power, political power, uh, has gotten out of control. We've always had that. I mean, we've always had the mad kings that were mentally deranged kings that would kill and and uh, and destroy just to uh, to 
prop up their kingship. But I think that the world itself, mankind itself, has uh, has begun to unravel, and all of the evil that's possible is now coming out. And I think it also, I'm going to give you a prophecy. Uh, I don't normally do this, but I'm, I, I think that probably in April of this year, uh, from April on, you're going to begin to see a lot of the uh, apparatus behind the scenes starting to come out into the public. You're going to begin to see exposés uh, of rats leaving the ship and riding on each other and all kinds of dark stuff coming out. And the, the news media, the paid lackeys, those who are paid money to look the other way, are going to have a very difficult time trying to deal with all of the dirt that's going to be coming out. I just have a my gut feeling as a I'm, we're going to have a a time of expose like we've never had before in this country, in America, and uh, lots of dark dark things are going to start to come out. I think it's going to happen after April. I've been told that there's something very serious going to happen. Uh, on the world scene after April. <clears throat> the person who told me uh, did not know what that was going to be, but I, I just, my, my gut feeling is I think they were right. I think something very serious is coming our way very soon. And uh, because if you understand how the world works and how the, the whole system in Western civilization, how it actually works, uh, you can begin to see the trouble and the problems that we are facing as a human race. We we have some very serious uh, problems which are mounting every day. So I don't know exactly what's going to happen, of course, but I do feel that there's going to be something very bad is going to come on the earth very soon, and it's after April. I have a reason for saying that. You use the I term... Don't make uh, these kind of comments off the top of my head. I have a reason for saying it. I understand, I, and I, I, I appreciate uh, and, 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 and respect the, uh, you know, the gravitas that comes with 50-plus uh, years of, of, of research and, and the, the connections that you've made. Uh, what, you use the term prophecy. Uh, what... I mean, what... Uh, where do you go uh, for uh, your 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 insights, your your research? Uh, I mean, you mentioned you know that you've met you've met some very I interesting people, but is there does Jordan Maxwell have a uh, a holy book that that uh, that that you uh, refer to, or is there you know do you do you look to the Mayan prophecies? Do you look at uh, uh, the Old and the New Testament? Uh, wh where do you go for insight, inspiration? <clears throat> I actually get a lot of my inspiration from people who are on the cutting edge, intellectually, on the cutting edge of what's going on on the earth today. People that you will never know their names, you will never recognize them, but they are extraordinarily brilliant people who are very quiet behind the scenes, who uh, are just, uh, I, I don't have words to explain the uh, the profoundness of some of these people that I have been come have become friends with, and they will sit and talk with me, and I and I begin to see a far bigger picture, and they're unraveling how the world really works. I know people who are experts on occult uh, banking, 
how banks actually work, who actually set up banks. What is the word bank? What does it mean? Where does it come from? And then sit and talk with people around the world, as I have, about the hidden history of religion, of the symbols and words and terms that are used in churches, synagogues, and mosques around the world, where these words have actually come from. And the more I learned over the years of listening to experts, and I do mean experts, uh, the more it became apparent to me that the entire world is is totally ignorant and ill-informed as to how our world really works. And once I began to see how the, the commercial system of the Western world uh, how, how it works, what it's based on, what our money is based on, and how the whole system is a magical system. I'm not saying, and, and understand, I'm not saying that the, the systems I'm talking about are bad or evil. But what I am saying is that they are hidden. The real legitimate history of how things work has been hidden. And and let me give you an example, and just a very simple example in commerce. Uh, if if let's take for instance that you are a uh, a, a painter, and I hire you to paint my office, and <clears throat> you come give me an estimate of a hundred dollars, I agree to it. When you're through with the job, you come to me and you write out a bill because that's the way it's done in in commerce. So you write out a bill. And I, you hand me a bill, and the bill is for $100. I turn around and reach in my wallet, and I, and I pull out a $100 bill, and I give it to you. And now I have paid you, and you're happy because I paid you. I didn't pay you anything. You gave me a bill for $100. I gave you a $100 bill. Right, you, they're both debt. If you gave debt. me a bill for $20, I'll give you a $20 bill. That's right. It's both. They're both debt. They're both debts. I owe you, but now you owe me. I gave you a bill for $100. You owe me $100. It's called a Federal Reserve Bank note. And now you owe me $100. But, therefore, lawfully, you cannot pay a bill in the Western civilization. So we don't say you paid a bill. We say you discharged a debt, which is a totally different concept. And, therefore, banks are usually owned by insurance companies. The insurance companies are the real powers behind banking. And all of this insurance and banking is based on 1868 to 1871 after the Civil War called the 14th Amendment. So once you understand how the 14th Amendment actually worked, what it really did, and how it was setting up a whole new world system after the <clears throat> after the Civil War in the U.S., and how the, this whole entire superstructure of, of civilization was restructured after the Civil War based on the 14th Amendment, based on the coming of insurance companies, and based on the insurance companies now taking over banking, uh, and how the banks and insurance companies work, in relation to the federal government and how your body, your personal body, flesh and blood body, is a security on the New York Stock Exchange. And once you understand that you are a maritime admiralty product, 
I'm not saying there's anything evil about the system. I'm just saying try and understand it. For the first time, understand how the world actually works. Because once you do, grasp it. And I will guarantee you most people will never grasp it because it's very difficult. It's taken me many, many years of listening to the experts, looking at the documents, to even begin to grasp the significance of what 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 we're living under. Jordan, uh, hold on. We'll uh, take a time out, come back, and let's uh, pursue uh, this uh, line of uh, discussion on uh, on money. You know, I've done a number of programs on this, and this is sort of new information uh, to me. I always looked at uh, the, I suppose, at ground zero as the, the creation of the, the Federal Reserve uh, as sort of the beginning of the, of the, of the problem. Uh, but you're uh, dialing it back a little bit further and uh, at to uh, just after the Civil War. This is fascinating. Let's uh, discuss when we come back. Jordan Maxwell discussing secret societies and their influence on world events. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. The truth is not out there. It's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zuma Radio, AM 740. Jordan Maxwell is with us. You mentioned the Admiralty Courts, which I believe came out of uh, England and Wales back in the, uh, the 14th century. And uh, we should probably discuss a little bit about what's involved uh, there. The, the, uh, I guess this was to cover the uh, coastal uh, regions and divide them into various districts so that there was a, a, a law, uh, sort of an, an, a law of the sea and, and common law that would apply to those jurisdictions. Uh, but explain a little bit more about how admiralty law uh, works, why it was designed, and, and what is the significance today? All right. Well, let me let me say this. I don't feel <clears throat> I don't feel very secure talking about the subject uh, because I'm not uh, uh, I'm not an authority on the subject at all. Uh, as I said, I know the people who are the authorities, and I've been in that company for many years. So I'm just uh, I'm just going over some of the lighter points. Right. Well, that's <clears throat> about all we have time for. But yeah, right. But. Um, uh, there, there is a there is a whole story here about how. Uh, well, first of all, in our country, in America, uh, we have the the states which are bordering on the oceans. Well, they have seaports, but what about all the states with inside that do not have uh, seaports? They have to have the same basic privileges as everyone else, but they don't because they because Kansas doesn't have any seaports. So what they what we what happened in the 1870s is they decided to cover America in maritime admiralty, so that all the laws which apply to states which have seaports, <clears throat> maritime admiralty law, can now be applied to the entire country, so that all states have to abide by a certain law, giving all the states that don't have seaports the same uh, the same rights and privileges as those who do. And so part of that is your body, your particular, your personal body, as I said, is a security on the stock exchange because your body is considered, uh, as far back as 1868, your body was then considered to be a corporation. We're chattel. We're mere chattel. Yeah, and so as a corporation, you can, when you get married, 
if she is a corporation and you're a corporation in business, in commerce, uh, then you have to have a license because you're going to be doing business. And so when you're getting married, we'll call that business. And so if your business doesn't, you know, you, you're going to have a partner in the business. And if the business doesn't work out, you're not going to talk to God. You're going to court and bring your, prop, bring your property and your money <clears throat> because we're talking business, nothing personal. Right. In other words, the, the, uh, the U.S. Uh, Constitution, the Bill of Rights, uh, up here in Canada, the, uh, the Constitution Act of 1982, which repatriated our Constitution from, uh, from England, these are um, illusions. If they're nothing more than commercial documents and that we are, the United States and Canada, we are, in fact, colonies in disguise uh, still under the authority of, of, of the queen, uh, but that's hidden. Is that, oh, absolutely. Is, right. Absolutely, by law. I mean, that's, that's all, uh, it's, it's by law. The United States is still directly under <clears throat> the, the laws of England. I have heard from experts talking about this, that there were four companies in, uh, this is a long time ago, four companies in uh, Canada which copyright all of America's laws, federal, state, city, uh, state, federal, county, whatever, all laws are copyrighted in Canada for the British, uh, for the British crown. And so <clears throat> we, once you understand how America was founded, and, uh, you know, that goes back to the British East India Company and the corporation, and once, uh, 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 the only thing I can say is that it's such a big subject. And again, I'm not the world's foremost authority on this subject, but if you go to my website, jordanmaxwell.com, and go to the links, on my links, you will see, if you scroll down on the links, <clears throat> you'll come to a section that says Commerce and Government. And click on the first two uh, links, and all of what I would be telling you is all there. It's all very, very well spelled out, exactly how the different uh, operations have worked, when things happened, why they happened, and you begin to see that there's a world of difference between the United States of America and the United States. The United States is one thing. The United States of America is completely and totally different. Therefore, you have actually two views of the Constitution. You have a Constitution for the United States, and you have a Constitution of the United States of America. It's the same Constitution, but it's looked at in two totally different ways. So it depends on if you, you'll hear politicians talking about, well, the Constitution for the United States or the Constitution of the United States. Well, that's very small. No, it is not. Ask any attorney. Of and for can be very big in a federal court case. So once you understand that there's different constitutions, there are different state constitutions in each country, each state was a country at one time. And today, <clears throat> you ask anybody if they can point out the United States on a world map, and inevitably they always point out the North America, and they point out the United States of America. No, that's not what I asked. I said, can you point out for me the United States on a map? Because the United States is different from the United States of America. It doesn't mean the same thing at all. 
All right. So, there, so explain, if, if I if I turn that question around to you, where would you point on the map to find I the United States? I would say that the United States, by law, according to federal laws, and it gives all the regulations and laws are right there for you to read, the United States is a privately owned corporation. It's a corporation that incorporated only in that area, that 10-mile square called Washington, D.C. That is the United States. And it also uh, takes in not only the 10-mile square in, in uh, Washington, D.C., which is the home of the corporation, but it also takes in the, uh, the different islands in the Caribbean. It take, there's a whole, you know, there's, there's a, I can't remember all the places uh, that it takes in, but it's these uh, protectorates, it's islands, and the 10-mile square called Washington, D.C. That is, in, the, in point of fact, the United States. Now, if you're talking about United States of America, that's different. Now you're talking about 50 different countries which have been joined into a confederation called the United States of America, and therefore is the United States uh, Constitution for the United States of America. Or a different view for the privately owned company, which is called United States. And anybody who knows Anything about corporate business knows that all corporations have to have a president. That's corporate business. So the United States Corporation, privately owned company, has a president called the president of the corporation. And you have to have a vice president and a secretary treasurer. So the United States privately owned corporation, incorporated back in 1868, has a president, vice president, and secretary treasurer. And so what is the... uh, and so the whole idea, as I said, explained on the website much better than I can because there's so much to do with this. I could talk for hours on it and never even get around to explaining it correctly. But it's all on my website. Just go to jordanmaxwell.com and go to the uh, links and scroll down to you see um, Commerce and Law and just sit there and read it. It'll take you hours and hours, but it will explain how this works, how there's two different United States totally different well we all there's 100 states in our union not not 50 interesting like the 50 states there is not there's 100 states well we have uh, discussed uh, you know uh, parts of this uh, uh, on on the show over the years with 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 different guests guests and and uh, I sort of leave it up to my listeners to, to sort of connect the dots and many of them are faithful regular listeners and so they'll take uh, some of what you're saying, and then they'll connect that with uh, something that, uh, I don't know, maybe G. Edward Griffin said, uh, talking about the, 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 the creature from Jekyll Island or That's right. one of our other guests. And, and so th- I, I have the, the, the most remarkable, intelligent listeners anywhere on radio. So uh, believe me, Jordan, they're, 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 um, they're following along at home. I think the important takeaway here is that we are living in a colony in disguise and that we are, in fact, not living in a country at all, but a corporation which makes That's us right. chattel. Uh, for example, um, it recently came to my attention, I say recently, I would say within the last three years, that Canada is listed on the Security Exchange Commission uh, with its, it, it says actually says uh, Canada, uh, I believe Inc., uh, Canada Dry is, uh, is just above it, you know, the beverage company, Canada oh, Dry, right. then below that, Canada Inc., its headquarters are listed on uh, uh, I believe on Pennsylvania Avenue. It's actually housed in the same building where the Canadian Embassy is. The the council, the legal council for this entity, this corporation, is listed. Uh, you can you can get the um, other certain documents you can download from the SEC. And I've never 
been able to get anybody to give me a rational explanation other than the one that you're offering up as to why Canada and in fact the province of Ontario uh, and uh, I believe several uh, uh, police departments even are listed as corporations on the SEC. Well, I know. It's because uh, because governments are actually corporations, and people form corporations. So Canada was incorporated as a privately owned company. And the United States, not the United States of America, the, 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 the various states com, uh, in a confederation, but this privately owned corporation, it's privately owned company, called United States. It was incorporated in 1870, 1868 to 1870, and today we uh, that corporation <clears throat> is operating in every one of the several states. And it operates, so that's why I said we have two different states. We have California State and the state of California. does not mean the same thing at all. You have New York State and the state of New York. California State is the, is the state itself. 1849 Constitution, but the state of is a federal enclave. The state of means the federal government operating in California. Now, the federal government operating inside of of California is called the state of California. So, and there's New York as a state. It's called New York State. But the federal government operating inside of New York is called the state of New York. So when people say, well, the, you, know, the, you know, do this or this and that with the state of New York. No, no, that's federal. That's not state. That's not New York. That's federal. Are, most, are all uh, lawyers uh, and, and most politicians aware of this distinction, but they're sworn to secrecy? I think that most lawyers and politicians do not know. And the reason why is because I have talked with so many different attorneys and lawyers, and they don't know what I'm talking about. And the reason why is because lawyers, in order to get a license to practice, and there's a reason why you have to have a license to practice, because it's a business. You're going to make money off of people, and so you're in business. So therefore, you have to have a business license. And, and, and why do you have to have a license? It's because you're going to make money off of books. You're going to use books to make money. So you're going to read the books, learn learn the law, and then you're going to charge people money. So now you are using books to make money. Well, you cannot use somebody's book to make money. In Hollywood, you can't use my story to make a movie without paying me because I wrote the book. So if you want to make a movie on my book, then pay me first and get permission to use my work. Well, the British who came up with the law law books, you are now using their book to make money. Therefore, you have to pay them. You have to get a license to uh, uh, become an attorney or a lawyer because you're using somebody else's law book to make money. So once you see how the system actually works and how your body is a security, and that's why we, you know, that's, that's how the banks work. That's why in America you have to, when you're going to, and if you're going to be in a car, you have to put a, um, a seat belt on, and you have to have insurance. Why? Because the, the, the corporation loves you? No, because you are a security on the New York Stock Exchange. 
Well, that, that, uh, my, that was my understanding, Jordan, that, for example, when we are born and we have a birth registry, they register right. our birth, that birth registry actually goes, for example, in Canada to the Central Bank of Canada because we are collateral against right. the loan. So we that, are... That's exactly right. You are collateral for all the bills that come to Canada. You are responsible because your body is a security. So we're slaves. Say it again. We are slaves. Well, of course you are, obviously. We've never been free. This whole idea of freedom, uh, freedom and liberty and justice for all, that is, that's gone. If there was ever any of that around, it's gone forever. That is never coming back. You'd have to understand how international politics works and the, and the history of the wars between nations and kings and rulers and how this stuff has been coming down through the centuries. And um, it's a big story. As I said, a lot of the intricate details of how commerce works. As a matter of fact, you know, if you go to a law dictionary, go to any good law dictionary and look up two words. Look up the word commerce and see what it means. And then also look up the word Congress, because America has a Congress. Well, look up the word Congress in a law dictionary and see what it means. See what commerce means. And uh, you'll be surprised. It has to do, commerce and Congress are words that are used in relation to sex. That's what the law book says. Right. And so it's because commerce, because sex is commerce. It's business. And so when I see the woman you're with, I, I tell you, I think she's bad company. What do you mean company? She's bad company. And then you say, mind your own business. Mm-hmm. What do you mean business, company? Because these words and terms are hidden. It's an occult system. It's a mystical hidden system of words and terms and symbols. And most people have no idea in the world how any of this stuff works. I mean, why do you have to go to court? I've said this before, you play tennis on a court. You play basketball on a court. The whole idea in a court is to put the ball back in the other guy's court. And so you've got one team, a team of lawyers, and then they throw the ball back in your court, and your team stands up and throws the ball back in their court, and the judge, everyone rises when the judge comes in, because like in a Catholic church, when the priest walks out or the clergy walk out into the church, everyone rises. In the his robes. Why? Yes, in his priestly robes. That's right. They are in priestly robes, and the, the priests wear black robes, just as the judge wears a black robe. Black robes represent the planet Saturn. Saturn is the god of banking and order. He is the inhibitor. And so once you understand Saturn was the inhibitor, who, who is, represents the law, jail, prisons, mafia, police department, anything that has to do with holding you back, arresting you, or representing power, armed forces, that's all Saturnian. It's all the planet Saturn. All right, Jordan. Saturn was referred to as the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Oh, where have we heard of that before? Interesting. (laughs) All right. Incredible stuff. It is. It is. Uh, We'll we'll catch our breath and uh, try to uh, wrap our heads around... uh, some of this gold that you've laid before our feet, and then we'll uh, come back and crank it up again. Jordan Maxwell with us here on The Conspiracy Show, and we'll get to your calls as well on the other side. Don't go away. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. 
Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Strange Planet Volume 2 is uh, now available on uh, CD at Conspiracy Culture, 1696 Queen Street West. So drop on by, say hello to Patrick and Kadena, great friends of the show, and uh, uh, you can uh, pick up a copy of my latest CD. This is a collection of my weekly radio feature and entitled Strange Planet, Volume 2. All right, Jordan Maxwell is uh, with us, and uh, just he comes uh, armed with some terrific information and uh, uh, mind-blowing stuff. Obviously, it's not something that you can... Uh, you can fully explain in an hour, but at least it it uh, it is enough to to pique your interest and in, and get you digging uh, on your own. And a great place to start would be Jordan's website, and we've linked up to Jordan's website uh, at richardserrett.com. Just click on Jordan Maxwell; that'll take you right to his his uh, his website. Uh, I, I mentioned the uh, the birth registration, and of course, when we have a uh, a birth certificate issued to us. Our names are in capital letters. When we receive our credit card, our name is in capital letters. Uh, but of course, when we learn to write our name in uh, in school, in grammar school, uh, we never learn to write our names all in caps. What's that all about, Jordan? It goes back to Jewish law, because there are two different words in the Bible, in the Old Testament, Lord and God. And when the Jews are talking about the absolute almighty God, <clears throat> it is always it is always in all capital letters. When you read in the Old Testament Bible, when God is being spoken of, if it's the almighty God, it's all capital letters. If it's, a, if it's one of the angels or gods, then it's a lowercase l. And so the, uh, the whole idea of why we call it a capital letter is because when your name is in all capital letters, that means that they are commercially capitalizing on you. You become capital. Capital is another name for money. If you don't have the capital, you can't do anything. Well, the very idea that your name represents millions of dollars on the New York Stock Exchange, your body is worth millions of dollars right now on the New York Stock Exchange. That's why on the bottom of your birth certificate, you will see the birth certificates go to the Department of Commerce. <clears throat> it goes directly to the commercial element in government because they're using your physical body, blood and flesh and blood body, as a security on the New York Stock Exchange. You don't know how government works, how banks work. Now, I've said so many times, why, why do you have a bank? You have banks because banks are on both sides of a river. They're called river banks. And what does a river bank do? Well, it directs the flow of the currency. Because your money is cash flow. It's a liquid asset. <clears throat> and since you were born and you came out of your mother's water, you are a maritime admiralty product by law. And therefore, your body is a security on the stock exchange, which is backing up the money that is printed by your country. <clears throat> Once you understand how this stuff works... I've said this before, and I think it's good to think about it again. If you have a two-story building, and you're going to put a lot of weight on the second floor, before you do that, the smart thing to do is to go downstairs and get on a ladder with a building inspector, go up through the ceiling tiles on the first floor, and look at the foundation of the floor you're going to build on to see if it's going to hold that kind of weight. 
what you're doing is you're standing under the foundation you're going to build on. That's where we get our word understanding. So if you don't stand under the world you live in, if you don't, if you're just buying what you see, you don't understand. You need to go back and do some homework and understand what commerce is, what what the word means, where the word government comes from. <clears throat> Why do you have politicians? You need to understand there's a world of hidden knowledge, wisdom, and been hidden for many, many years from the people. There's a world system, and it works. It works all around the world because the guys in the top know how this world works. Who does it work for, though? Not does it. I mean, to some extent, you could argue that this fiat money system that we have, where uh, um, the the, uh, the the banks that have a monopoly on printing the money, let's say the Federal Reserve, your central bank, they uh, they issue a, a currency, they bring it forth virtually out of a thin air. Uh, it's it's loaned to governments, uh, and. Uh, we automatically, you know, we, we issue this money, it comes, or they issue this money as a debt vehicle. We're the collateral. Uh, I mean, it, it works for us to a certain extent because it, it, by extending the money supply, you know, we're able to, governments are able to uh, fund uh, canals and, and interstate projects, and, and uh, I can no, get like a mortgage. Said, I'm and so, not saying it's evil or bad. I'm just saying learn how it works. Right. And incidentally, did you know that the Federal Reserve and the Internal Revenue in America, both Federal Reserve and the Internal Revenue, the home office for that corporation, do you know where it is? The home office for the corporation called Federal Reserve and the Internal Revenue is in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico. Go back and get the law books and read and do some research, and you'll find out the Federal Reserve was instituted in the island of Puerto Rico. And its corporate headquarters is in Puerto Rico. Internal Revenue, Puerto Rico. Why? Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. <laughs> pirates of the Caribbean. That's why Disney's making movies about pirates. And one of them is pirates at the end of the world. Pirates of the Caribbean, because the Caribbean was where the pirates, once they looted all the ships and killed everybody and took all the loot, they, they stashed it in Puerto Rico. And so the pirates actually go back to the old, the, you know, the, now you can get into some really um, controversial stuff. Who were the pirates? Well, just look at their flag. Look S- at the pirate's flag. The Skull and bones. Flag. Skull and bones. Well, the black, you know, it's called the Jolly Roger. A black flag. What does a black flag represent? Mere fact that it has the skull and bones on it, that's a different subject. But the flag itself was black. Black is the color associated with the planet Saturn, the mm. Lord and the God of commerce. He's the law of, of uh, karma. He's the Lord of law. He's the inhibitor. You need to understand something about the planet Saturn. Saturn, as I said, was referred to as Lord of the Rings. They're still making movies in Hollywood about Lord of the Rings, but no, most people have no idea what this is all really about. Saturn was the inhibitor, the one who holds you back, like the police department, the fire department, the armed services, the judge. Anyone wearing black robes represented the planet Saturn, the inhibitor. This is why the Jews who worshipped the planet Saturn, Saturn language, which we call Hebrew. There was no Hebrew language. It was a Phoenician language, and the Hebrews speak the Phoenician, so we call it Hebrew. 
Well, in that old ancient Phoenician or Hebrew language, the planet Saturn was called Shabbat, S-H-A-B-B-A-T-H, Shabbat. And therefore, the worship of Shabbat, or to show respect for Shabbat, was called the Sabbath. So when you have people, uh, both Christians and Jews, uh, commemorating the Sabbath each week, what they're doing is they're going, uh, they're celebrating the planet Saturn, the Un- inhibitor. Unbeknownst. The one who holds you back. Unbeknownst to them. Let's go to the phones, and uh, let's say hello to Nelson Thal. Nelson, welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, terrific topic, and I've really been enjoying it, listening to it. I just had a quick question for our guest, Richard. Go ahead. Yeah, um, Jordan, uh, I got, I started to get into what you're talking about when I started to follow the trail that led from Sir William Stevenson in Trepid, because he yeah. was working for these corporations that you're talking about, and he started to tell us a lot. He was here in Toronto started to tell us a lot about the owners of those corporations yeah. and the shares. Have you, uh, do you have on your website any of the, uh, the names of the trusts or the, uh, or the actual uh, beneficial stock owners, uh, well, stakeholders you, in these corporations? Like I said, it's on my website under links. Go there, and there's an enormous amount of information under... No, but you've got the owners, the names of the owners. You've got the Queen, and you've got Rome and the Vatican. You've got the whole thing, right? I'm just saying that that is a very big story. And and the best thing to do is to go on my website to links and scroll down to you come to Commerce and Law, Commerce and Law, and go on those websites because they are dedicated to nothing but that one subject. I jump all over. I jump all around. But That, that sounds great, eh, Rich? They've got everything Absolutely. on that website. Okay, Nelson, thanks for thanks the call, a buddy. Thanks lot, Rich. You take care. All right. Jordan, uh, hang in, and we'll uh, take one final time out, come back, a few more thoughts. And uh, I will uh, definitely be extending an invite to Jordan to join us again because we have not even, as they say, scratched the surface. The planet planet Saturn. Hmm, interesting. All right, back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Don't be afraid of the dark. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. To talk to Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free in Ontario at 1-866-740-4740. And your portal to The uh, Conspiracy Show is the website www.richardserrett.com, Richard Serrett, S-Y-R-E-T-T.com. All upcoming shows will be listed there, as well as guest contact uh, info, their websites, books, etc. And, of course, there's a past audio archive where you can listen to previous shows if you've missed it live. Try not to do that. Jordan Maxwell, as I say, <clears throat> excuse me, Jordan, we have to have you back um, because we were just barely scratching the, the, the surface of the, uh, as you mentioned, this, this uh, Saturn, Saturn-worshipping cult, which unbeknownst to, uh, to, to, to most of us uh, has, has been, you know, worshipped for, for thousands of years, and it of really course. has never stopped. And the symbols for uh, the, the worship of Saturn is, is, is everywhere around us, but we don't really realize it, but in just a few moments that, that remain, um, I want to ask you about what it is that we should be doing about, let's say, for example, the fact that we are corporations and that we are living 
or that we are we are chattel in a corporation. Uh, and that's that's the way they can tax us, right? You can't tax, as I understand it, an individual because income tax on an individual is is not legal, but you can certainly tax a corporation. That's right. But what do we do about this? How do we pierce this this veil uh, and, 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 and turn things around and go back to if there ever was a time when we weren't under this type of control? How do we, how do we get out from under this? How do we get off this monopoly board and, and play by our own rules? Well, I don't think you're going to like the answer I'm going to give you, but I've been looking at this for many, many years. And I would say that there's no possible way you're going to uh, get out from under this system ever. It's not going to happen, so don't even bother to try, because it's way too far gone, it's way too well entrenched, and in, in order to get out from under, it will be the medicine will be worse than the disease, because it, it's going to require the whole entire superstructure of Western civilization coming to a screeching halt and starting all over again to do it right. And there's no possible way that's going to happen. You will either go to jail if you try, and, uh, and so I would suggest that instead of worrying about something like that, worry about how it works so that you can use the system to your best advantage. Understand how banks really work, how government actually works. Learn how the system actually, in fact, works lawfully. And the best way to do that, I would suggest, is just go to my website and go to links. <clears throat> I've got all kinds of information on law and, and uh, religion and theology and, and uh, banking, etc. And just do some research on your own, because there's a lot of material out there, but most people don't know how to start looking. I mean, I've got people go on my website, tons of people call me, and they've gone on my website, and all they've seen was the home page. They didn't even know there were any links. They didn't know that there was a research area or archive area for articles. They didn't know any of this. They haven't looked. They just go to the website and see my picture and then call and ask me questions, which are already on the website. So I would just suggest go on my website, go through the entire website, all of it. And there's a lot of information, a lot of uh, discussion about all kinds of things and where to go to look for the information. And I've got a whole new website coming. I'm going to be adding a lot of new stuff onto it very soon. You mentioned uh, um, some sort of potentially cataclysmic event uh, coming in, in, in April. Yeah. Uh, I mean, are you... I don't know if you I put... I don't it, know for sure. No, no, none of us uh, can for sure. I mean, I, I've That's had right. a, a number of remote viewers and, and uh, individuals on the program who have, who have uh, foreseen... Um, major earth changes, uh, you know, worldwide floods and so forth. I had an, a, a researcher on the program who who talked about he had some inside information that a lot of government agencies are moving to higher ground in anticipation of some sort of a... Yeah, 2012, a, I know, yeah. Well, not just 2012, but uh, it, w- whether there's some sort of uh, earth change that's that's yeah. coming our way that they don't want to share yeah. with the rest of us because there, there's nothing they can yeah. do about it. And mm-hmm. Do you... Uh, I know. Do you do you buy into that? I mean, how how do you how do you how do you go ahead with 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 life? Uh, you know, business as usual. Well, I've, I've learned I've learned how to do that because I just take each day as it comes and just do the best I can to help my fellow man to awaken from his lethargic sleep and look at the world and understand how it works. And I know it's difficult for people to do because they don't know where to start. So that's why I always say, well, start on my website. That would be a nice place to, nice place to start. 
because I've done a lot of the homework already. I'll tell you where everything is. So just go to my website. I know we only have a few seconds, so I just want to thank you for having me on. And you're right. We haven't even scraped the surface. All right, Jordan. You want, we'll... to, you want to talk about conspiracy? Let's talk about religion. As a, Boy, I, there's a subject you're not going to believe when you get into that. As separate from spirituality. Totally. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. We'll, um, we'll definitely... Uh, it's a date, uh, Jordan. Jordan Maxwell, thank you for your time tonight. Sure. Thank you for coming. Bye-bye. All right. When we come back... An interesting uh, woman, to be sure. Jeanette Dagger, spiritual seeker of truth since the 1960s, will be here to tell us about the stellar activation cycle and the Guardian Alliance. Stay with us. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube. You ate like the tube. You raise your children like the tube. You even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. Don't turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. Brainwashed in our childhood. Brainwashed by the school. Brainwashed by our teachers. And brainwashed by all the rules. Brainwashed by our leaders. By our kings and queens. Brainwashed in the open and brainwashed behind the scenes. Live from Toronto, Canada. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. All right, many of you calling in, I'm, I'm guessing, to get on the line with uh, Jordan Maxwell. He was uh, with us uh, just for the hour, so just um, mark this down as a reminder in the future. You've got to get in a little bit earlier, uh, but we will have Jordan Maxwell back on. Uh, to discuss uh, the cult of Saturn and uh, and many other things, we just that was a bit of a primer, an introduction to uh, to, to Jordan on the program. All right, we are now going to uh, move in a, a slightly different direction. Although I think ultimately a lot of these things, I think if you scratch beneath the surface, are all interconnected. We uh, we're going to talk about something called the stellar activation cycle, which is apparently where we are right now and we entered this stellar activation cycle uh, sometime around the year 2000 and it will culminate in the year surprise surprise 2012 here to tell us more about what this all means what our destiny is here on earth is a spiritual seeker of truth since the 1960s She's read vast numbers of books, collected knowledge, and attended many workshops of famous spiritual practitioners during her lifetime. What she has learned, she has used in her development of singers and actors throughout her 28-year career, teaching in universities and colleges in Canada and the United States. Back in 1979, she was told by a psychic to seek out the Guardian Alliance. Not familiar with this organization, she continued her search, and it was in 1998 that she was given the book Voyager, Secrets of... Amenti by Ashiana Dean that brought her to the 
realization that her long search had ended with great success. She's been committed to this work ever since and continues to use and introduce these truthful teachings today. Jeanette Dagger, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Thank you you very much, Richard. It's lovely to be with you. And uh, you and I met uh, after the screening of... uh, uh, the chemtrail, the chemtrail movie down at the uh, the Bloor Cinema a couple of months ago. And, That's uh, right. Yeah. So it was a pleasure meeting you there, and we're delighted to have you on the program. Thank you. It's All right. Good to be here. Let's uh, some define some terms. You, you, the Earth has entered into this uh, um, epoch, if you will, known as yeah. the stellar activation cycle. What does that mean exactly? Okay. Well, the stellar activation cycle is a natural process in the universe. And basically what it is, is uh, it's a completion of an evolutionary cycle. In, in terms of the Earth, it, Earth has completed its evolutionary cycle and now is beginning its ascension back to source with the final transitional shift expected to, to occur between 2000 and 2017, and the peak of it is 2012. So it, it, when we hear the the, the the term or the the date twenty twelve, obviously we 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 go to the uh, the Mayan long count calendar, the winter solstice, and some some. That's right. Uh, yeah. Is, is that were they talking about the stellar activation cycle? The Mayans. Well, the the Mayans were fed information by. I'll tell you the the last uh, stellar activation cycle that we had was twenty two thousand three hundred and twenty six B C. Now, that one failed because Earth, uh, Earth's uh, planetary Templar, Halls of Amentique, stargates were invaded by Illuminati off-planet elder races. And two of the Cloister Doratura plates, which are the, the sacred teachings of the cosmos and of ascension, two of the, the, uh, the plates were stolen. And uh, so what happened was that things were manipulated, Okay, they used what they found on these uh, on these plates, and they fed information. They knew that there would be the next stellar activation cycle during this time period, and they fed it to the uh, the Mayan people uh, and other races. Actually, there's information all over the place, uh, but it's all misled information, and and it's been interpreted incorrectly and. Um, with the idea, okay, they have been trying to take over the Amenti Stargate system, which is on the, on the Earth's planetary Templar. That is the system which we would naturally use for physical, biological, spiritual ascension back to source. Okay, let, let's just uh, back up because uh, some people may feel like they're coming in halfway through the movie here. Uh-huh. Uh, when you, um, you talk about the, um, the Amenti Star system... Yes, Amenti Stargate system. The Amenti Stargate system. What is that exactly? Okay. Um, there are Stargates, which are they're actually portals to connect to higher dimensions. All right. Okay. We, we live in an, um, a five-harmonic universe system, and within each harmonic universe, there are three dimensions. So there's a 15-dimensional universe altogether. Sure, that makes sense. Theoretical okay. physicists are talking about that. Right. Now, what separates them are um, these magnetic repulsion zones or void zones, and they create the illusion of separation. So when you get to your stellar activation cycle and you want to do that, what we call an Adashi return back to source, 
you have to open the stargates, okay? Now, the stargates are connected to the DNA. Okay, our individual DNA. Yeah, the human, uh, angelic humans on the planet have the, the DNA gene code to connect to the stargates. And just so I'm understanding here and following along, Jeanette Dagger is with us as we talk about the stellar activation cycle. Uh, the, um, these stargates, they only open during this period of stellar activation? That's correct. And that's, that's our, we have that narrow window. In this, in this case, the latest one is between 2000 and 217. But in that's galactic right. terms, that's a, that's a very narrow window of mm-hmm. 17 years uh, to ascend back to source through these stargates. Now, yes. when you say source, are we using that uh, that term interchangeably with you know the creator yes, or the God uh, source? Mm-hmm. The, okay. Now, yeah. what what does uh, ascension entail? Are we talking about uh, the physical body taking on pure spiritual form, or what? What does it entail? Yes, it's uh, well. First of all, we've been stuck on the planet here. It's a prison planet. Okay, yeah, we that, have not been allowed. To um, our DNA has been compromised because of the Earth's planetary grids having been compromised. Our DNA has also been compromised, as well as the DNA of all living things on the planet. So we have been trapped here. By whom? So I beg your pardon. By whom? Um, or what? We, well, by the invader races, the United Intruder Raider um, uh, races. You're talking about interdimensional entities. Yes, exactly. And uh, why? What do they have against us in particular? Uh, okay, that's a really good question. Um, they don't have anything against us. <laughs> what they want is they want Earth, and they want this galaxy. They want the the Milky Way galaxy. The, the, you know that the scientists have found a black hole in the middle of the Milky Way galaxy. Yes, yes. That is not natural. It was put there. And the, the problem is that these beloved, we call them fallen angelics, and we love them. We stand in the crisp and we love them, but they've made some bad decisions and uh, have cut themselves off from source so they can no longer do an Adashi return. Okay, so they are energy feeding in on themselves. It's a vampire existence. And what what they've done to Earth's planets, uh, planetary Templar stargates, they've actually taken over the Amenti stargates, by the way. We lost them in 2003. Okay. All right. So we're um, now working with um, some very ancient spanner gates to open those, and Trinity Gates as well. But what okay? is it? So the, the okay. core gates. So that's what we're working on for the Ascension cycle. Um, Sorry so, to interrupt, Jeanette, just be, because uh, there, there's a lot of great information coming here, and, I, and, and each one I just want to sort of pick up on all of these threads. You mentioned... Yeah, I'm really sorry. There's that's just all so right. much information. <laughs> hey, that's why we're here, to share. Okay. Uh, and uh, you mentioned the, the, uh, the fallen angels. Now, as an Orthodox Christian, when I hear the term fallen angel, I, I hearken back to, uh, you know, the Nephilim and the, the, yes, the that's right. fallen angels uh, sort of uh, coverting with the daughters of men, creating this race of uh, 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 giants. Uh, well, what, yeah, when they invaded, when the fallen angelics invaded, they, um, in, in um, playing with the Earth's uh, planetary grids, okay, 
they also shut down our DNA. We were originally 15 strand, or actually 12 strand DNA, or the angelic humans, and it goes up to 24 and 48 strand DNA as well. But okay. we should be 12 strand DNA, and the, each strand is connected to uh, a chakra as well. Each strand is connected to a dimension. All right, but the fallen angels that you say we we love them, but they've—I mean, again, I'm coming at it from my pers- mm-hmm. my sort of faith-based perspective, uh, and so I'm trying to understand. Uh, we look at them, th- those entities, as—I uh, mean, they re- they uh, revolted against God. They were thrown out of heaven. We look at them as being demonic. Well, no, they're not no? demonic. They just thought that they could do better. They thought that, you know, you see, this is a free will zone. So expansion into the outer domains, which is where we are. We're as far out as we can get right? away from source. And what happened was that they just thought that they could create better than, than source. They thought that they could improve on it. And unfortunately, they didn't. Okay, they, so we want to go back to the source. Do they want to go back to the source? No, well, no. No, no they, they, there's no way that they can. They're going to probably go space dust return. How do now, they? Everything how, is within source. Everything goes back to source. It's a matter, do you take the crisp path and have your memory intact and go back whole, or do you take the fallen angelic or the, the fall path and go back to space dust return with no memory intact? Right, I would, I would uh, vote for. Let's go back with memory intact. Absolutely. Uh, we'll find out what that means, how we, uh, how we do that. I'd like to know where these, uh, these stargates are located, in fact, and whether there might be some sort of an exopolitical facet to the story. For example, <laughs> uh, is there a stargate buried under the sands of uh, Iraq, uh, modern day Babylon yes, or, or Mesopotamia? Does that is that why? George Bush went in there back in the early 90s to, 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 to get that Stargate. We'll pick up on all of these points with Jeanette Dagger here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't you dare go away. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Jeanette Dagger is with us, spiritual truth seeker. I think we're all innately spiritual truth seekers. I think we're all finding, trying to find a way to get back to the source, whatever that uh, might mean to you. And um, we all have our, our spiritual paths. Uh, and uh, the one that Jeanette Dagger is telling us about, the route back to the source, involves stargates. These uh, portals that can cross from one dimension into another so in what dimension is the source located? Do we know, Jeanette? Well, it's core. It's core. Source is at core. All right. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, what is this dimension like? What is it? What is, I mean, is this heaven? Is this paradise? What is it like? It's, um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm trying to get my memory back too, Richard. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's probably one of those things that's beyond our comprehension. It, living, it is, yeah. yeah. I, I, if you want to look at it as the great central sun, um, a completely all-loving um, light and source center. Right. Uh, I, I mean, we are stuck in, um, we are really uh, stuck in a linear time uh, type situation. So, you know, trying to explain, for example, you know, what happened uh, before the Big Bang or, or, you know, what happened before 
everything began. It's impossible unless you're outside that linear time uh, constraint, uh, space-time continuum. Yeah. And and living in a three uh, you know a three-dimensional world, it's like looking down on a on a on a fish pond. And the fish down there don't realize that we're up here looking down at them. We're sort of those fish in the fish pond. So, well, that's that's the interesting part of it. You know, when you heal your through the Kelantic science and the freedom teachings, we heal our DNA, and and the, you know the junk DNA that medicine talks about that's floating around us is not junk DNA. It's the DNA of our higher strands that have been broken up. And as soon as we start bringing those DNA strands back in together and assimilating them, what happens is that we open consciousness and we learn about our multidimensional beings. We have, in this particular existence right here, we have uh, 12 different incarnations. And you have 12 more on the next dimension, 12 more in the next dimension. We are multidimensional beings who have lost touch with our various selves because of the mutations in the DNA and in the Earth's grids. Does that mean I'm living simultaneously in other you dimensions? You are. Okay. Yes. You have actually 1,728 selves. 1,728. How do we arrive at that number? It's 12 times 12 times 12. And it keeps going all right. Through the, the uh, five uh, harmonic universes. And uh, once our DNA are sufficiently repaired, that means that we are then suitable to walk through the Stargate? Well, we, um, you know, we can't... Uh, what happens is that you put, your body actually becomes less dense. So I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Stardust, but... You know how at the end of that movie, these people literally turn into light. All right. That's what happens. Your body actually becomes less and less dense, and you pull up into the smallest uh, particle of light, and you that's proper ascension. That's disappearing right through it. Sounds a little bit like the Celestine Prophecy. Yeah. All right. Uh, he was onto something there. So, so these, where are these stargates? Are they here on Earth? Are they out there? No, they're on Earth. They're actual physical locations. And you're right about uh, Iraq. The, one of the stargates is, is um, uh, Baghdad is centered on, well, it's a hub, hub gate. It's centered on Baghdad. Now, this is um, interesting because, you know, at, just prior to the, uh, the, uh, the invasion of Iraq uh, by the, uh, the U.S. Mm-hmm. back in 90, was it 91? Uh, apparently, there was a team of German archaeologists working uh, at Saddam Hussein's behest in the sands around in the desert around uh, Baghdad. We don't know what they were looking for, but could we surmise perhaps that they were trying to locate that uh, stargate because Hussein apparently believed that he was a reincarnation of Nebuchadnezzar. And I don't know if there's a connection there, but uh, what do you think? Um... You've got me there. I'm not sure. I haven't really studied that, um, and I'm not aware of those uh, archaeologists working like that. But, but it's th- very is, possible. Is that, is, that, very is, that, possible. is it possible that's what the invasion of Iraq was really about? Well, no, I think the invasion of Iraq was about the oil. Ah, okay. And also, you see what's happening right now, that there are, there are things coming through, programs coming through the grids. Uh, that are being put through by the fallen angelics uh, that are causing warring 
And you'll notice that there are more and more small skirmishes and wars breaking out all over the planet. That's intentional. And what's happening right now, I have to tell you about this, because the, the spirals that are happening, the, the Metatronic fall spiral, is they are in, determined that it is going to reach a 55 spin which will take it into the, you know, connect them completely to the wormholes and to the fallen systems. Parallel Earth has fallen. Okay, and, wait, wait, okay, again, we're yeah. a lot of terms here that we need to oh, define. I know. Um, okay, so the, this spiral, what did you call that again? Yeah, the Metatronic Spiral. Metatronic spiral. Cre- the Metatronic Death Star mechanics, okay, uh, created, there's this Metatronic Spiral that is, it starts at core and moves out, and it increases in speed. And that is where people are beginning to feel like time is racing and their emotions are getting all tight and people are bursting out and doing things that Who's creating this spiral? The fallen, okay. angel? the fallen angels are responsible for this Metatronic spiral? Yes, they are. And yeah. why are they the doing that? Yeah. Why are they doing that? Um, well, it's their intention to cause pole shift in 2012 and to cause the sixth mass extinction on the planet. They and don't care about the beings on the planet. They want the planet. They want the galaxy. And again, because these are some of the, they're sort of energy vampires. Yeah. Uh, they can't. Uh... They want to pull it into their their black their wormhole. Okay. Okay, the worm, the, these stargates can lead into the, they line up with the wormholes. They literally want to devour the galaxy. That's right. So how does, exactly. a, how does, how does a pole shift, which, uh, you know, has been much ballyhooed when people bring up the, uh, the doomsday prophecies around right. 2012, yep. they talk about a, a pole shift. We're not talking about the magnetic pole shift that's underway. We're talking about... The, oh, yeah, the that's cr- part of it. But the, we're talking about literally the crust moving on the mantle so north becomes south quite literally, like in an instant. Yeah. Okay, why so, would they want okay, to do let that? Let me tell you. Okay, okay, can I explain the the construction? Yes. Of the Earth. Okay, the proper. Well, first of all, we're on um, our our north and south pole are actually reversed. Okay, north is south and south is north. Plus, it's reversed another. It's changed another twenty three point five degrees. So we have that twenty three point five degree tilt plus one hundred and eighty degree reversal. Okay, that's from what happened the last time. Okay, so um, so what what we have there? We're supposed to sit perfectly north and south. Every galaxy, every system is supposed to have twelve planets. We had twelve planets. They were all sitting perfectly straight, north and south, perfectly straight. And then now, here's the important thing: the rods on the planet, the the staff is the north and south. Okay, right. The rods are east and west, okay? And they are generally right on the equator, all right? And then there are the chambers. The chamber is front and back. Every planet has a front and back, okay? Now, what the fallen angelics have done is they've created false rods. Now, I'm sure you're aware that scientists have seen that the planet is actually expanding in the middle and is being squashed. Has a bit of a bulge. Yes, exactly. Hence our wobble. That is not an accident. Okay. Okay. That is being done by these false rods. And the rods, when they, when they, what they want to do is spin them. When they spin them, 
they intend to crack, that will crack all of the plates, and that would crack the crust and make it shift. But it's not going to happen. Now, there will be some damage, but you see the the guardians, the guardians have come to the rescue, the uh, Guardian Alliance and the MCEO and the um, Aquarian rescuers, okay? These are, let me just, these are interdimensional entities that have our... They're all interdimensional from Christic, uh, from Christic systems, yes. Christic sim- systems. Uh, yes, Christic the, meaning what? Christ path. As in, the, as in the Christ. They're good people. As in the, <laughs> they're as, helping us. As in the Christ. Yes. Well, yeah, except that it's spelled K-R-I-S-T. Okay. Yeah. And they are trying to help us commune with the source. Yes, they're trying to help rescue. They're, we're going to have a 200-year window where these uh, spanner gates will be kept open, okay, after this cycle is over. I mean, it's, it goes till 2017, but they're, they're still, because of some things that were done to the sun, we're still in danger in 2019 and 2022, okay? okay. But we have a 200-year window where we are now, there's a, from the Chris system, uh, from the Aquarium, uh, uh, Aurora Continuum, uh, let's put it that way, the Aurora Continuum, they've brought in some um, energy bands that go through the Earth's core, and they're keeping us, it's like a a respirator system, basically. They're keeping on us life support, okay. Yeah, and they're keeping um, uh, uh, keeping us safe and keeping the gates open for 200 years so that we can get as many people out as possible. So is there going, is, I mean, there's some parallels to this, uh, to what you're saying, to, for example, the Protestant belief in a rapture. Uh, I don't know if they're talking about the same thing, but using different language. Is yeah. it going to be sort of this mass evacuation where all of a sudden the world will be emptied of, uh, of people by, by, well, sometime... 2230. 2230 will all ascend... At once, and the planet well, will be empty. Some people are going to go fall. Don't forget the. You see, the fallen angelics have sixty-six percent control of the of the planetary grids. Sixty-six percent. It's a much stronger quantum. So the Christ spiral is not is active on the planet, and it's going to slow down. It's putting drag on the uh, fallen angelic, the Metatronic spiral. But how many of us are going to get off the planet? Whoever chooses will get off, but you have to consciously choose the crisp path. And I'll tell you when that window of choosing is open, okay? All right. This, uh, the crisp spiral is putting a drag on it, and what's going to happen is by December 21st, 2012, through January 31st, 2013, the world, including plants, animals, all living beings on the planet will be offered the silver seed awakening. Okay? Beings must choose between either the, the Metatronic spiral and that Metatronic path or the silver seed awakening and the Christ path, and they must consciously choose. Why would anyone choose the Metatronic spiral if it's sucking us into a black hole? I mean, what, what are they selling that, that anyone would want to buy? I mean, when I say they, I mean the fallen angels. Yeah, uh, well, it's not the it's not that it's the the people are asleep, they're not waking up to what's going on. So it's it's sort of like negative Bill 
negative yeah. bill option. If you don't, if you don't vote for the silver seed, if you're not aware of it, you're automatically going to be sucked into the uh, the, the Metatronic. Uh, That's right. There has into the to be a choice, a conscious choice. Okay. Otherwise, you get swept up. You get taken over by the larger quantum, which is the 66% of, of uh, the fallen angelic spiral. And that's a 55 spin, which takes your Merkaba into chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, Jeanette, and, and you've been studying this for, uh, uh, well, five decades, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Why did you, how did you arrive at this as your spiritual path, as your truth? What, what convinced you that this was all real, that, the, that there is a, a guardian alliance out there, that the, the fallen angels are trying to devour our galaxy, suck it into a wormhole, that these stargates exist, that uh, we will be offered this silver seed awakening? How did this, how did this re- why did this resonate with you? Um, it resonated with me because I have the codes in my DNA. I'm what you call an indigo. All right. And indigos have the codes coding in their DNA that draw them to the material, and they recognize it. So, right. you know, I had been searching for a long time and doing a lot of workshops, and I never followed through on anything because it just didn't feel right. But when this book was handed to me, I was actually doing um, uh, a trip on the Camino de Santiago de Compostela when this book was given to me in, Fran- in Spain and Portugal and France. And um, I looked at this book and I said, oh, my God, this is what, it, this is what I've been looking for. This is it. Hmm. Now, and so, yeah. How do we all get here? I mean, what is, what is your creation, uh, not yours, but the, the creation story or the, the, uh, the origin of humans on this planet according to this path that you're on? How, did, how, how does it explain how we got here? Well, first of all, we are the third seeding, okay? Um, part of this expansion was ours, our decision as well. We're ancient souls. We're part of source. Everybody is part of source. And we make these decisions to expand out. And we got into these outer domains, and we got a little bit stuck. And so some of the decisions that were made, um, you know, some people were responsible for partially. And, you know, we don't victim, you know, it is a victim-victimizer game on this planet. And the first thing you have to do is take responsibility. Because there, there are no victims. So we Everybody emanated from source. So you're saying we got out here into this dimension, into the cosmos. We started out as this, as pure spirit, and then essentially we devolved into physical form. Yes, we. Yes, exactly. I mean, you should be able to take any form that you want, but what happened was that we got stuck here because we became too dense. Interesting. That's almost Vedic uh, in its origins. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the Vedics wrote about this. Are you familiar with the writings of Michael Cremo? No, I'm not. Yeah, no. he writes a lot about this, uh, and, 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 and he believes that, um, that modern man has walked this earth for millions of years and, is, and, is fa- and, and has, in fact, uncovered archaeological evidence uh, you know, in, in strata, uh, you know, deep, obviously, underground, where they, we shouldn't have found modern human skeletons, and they, and, and, and they have, and they've kept this hidden from us. Yes. Um, actually, as, you know, as we thin out these uh, repulsion zones, these void zones, and open up the other dimensions 
thing, other things will become more visible, okay, because everything is in the same place. It's just at a different angular rotation of particle spin. Now, okay, Every, all the dimensions are here, but we're at a different ARPS. Right, right. How do you, within this um, spiritual framework, how do you perceive the UFO phenomenon? The UFOs are the fallen angelics. That's a way of, of um, manipulating and controlling. The guardians do not use that at all. They don't need to. But they, they also cannot come down um, in density this far because it would be poisonous to them because they're so pure. But the, the fallen angelics are here. They're on the planet. They are among us. They're shapeshifters. Absolutely, they are among us. Now, I'm still, I'm perplexed why you, you wouldn't use the term evil, uh, ascribe an evilness to the, to the, uh, the fallen uh, angels, given that they are fomenting war, as you've indicated. Uh, yeah. in, in the Bible, they were referred to as the principalities of the air, among other things. They were uh, at, 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 you know, at, at, at war with the angels, we're told, that, uh, you know, at, in, in one, uh, I think it's Daniel, where the, the archangel, uh, I believe it's Michael, has to go off and... And uh, he was delayed in getting uh, to a certain location because he was battling the uh, uh, the principalities of the air. Uh, they are they are in, imprisoning us here on this planet, holding us back, holding keeping You're us separate. You're into victim victimizer. I'll tell you, it they, these people are not. Nobody is evil. There are only evil deeds. There are no evil beings because we are all part of God's source. Okay, they are committing evil deeds. Then can we say that? Yeah. All right. But there are no evil beings. They've just made bad decisions, that's all. All right. I, I don't know. I, I can't help but think we're maybe parsing terms. If you are a perpetrator of evil deeds, doesn't that make you evil? No. No? Okay. No. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't want, you know, I don't want to get bogged down too much. I mean, if much. I'm starving and I'm homeless and I steal an orange from the corner fruit market, does that make me evil? Uh, it was a bad decision, but... It, true, you know, that's quite apart from deciding that you're going to, you know, well, suck a planet of six, six billion people starving. into a... They, oh, they're starving. Okay, they're starving for energy? They need energy to stay alive. Why this planet? Why can't they go elsewhere in the, uh, in, in the, in the cosmos? Because uh, Earth is actually a pivotal stargate. It, it makes it... Um, the, if they take over Earth, the fact that it is a pivotal stargate gives them um, the possibility of taking the whole galaxy. All right, and uh, they want to—they want to basically suck it into this wormhole and take it into their dimension. Yes. Okay. Back to then the U.S. The, see, they will then li live off of the energy of that of our system. All right. Let me go back to the uh, the UFO phenomenon for a, for a minute because I think there's definitely a connection. And I here. want to mention too something about the oil as well. Okay. All right. Okay. Let, please. But the alien abduction phenomenon. Yes. How does that relate to these fallen angels? It, what, I mean, oh, we, we hear these good. horrific. I can really tell you about that. Okay. I tell you what. Why don't we take a timeout, uh, Dan? Uh, mm -hmm. We'll take us into a break when we come back. We'll come back with Jeanette Dagger, and uh, she'll explain the alien abduction phenomenon in uh, the, uh, the context of the uh, stellar activation cycle, which we are in the midst of. It's fascinating. 
Fascinating stuff. Back with more here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Big Brother is listening, and so are you, to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. To speak with Richard, call 416-360-0740 or toll-free in Ontario at 1-866-740-4740. It's a very complex cycle, this stellar activation cycle, I mean. Hope you're uh, following along at home. Jeanette Dagger is with us, spiritual seeker of truth since the 1960s. And back in 1979, she was told by a psychic to seek out the Guardian Alliance. That set her along her, uh, her current spiritual path. And uh, we're here talking about it right now. Now, the UFO abduction phenomenon. We hear two stories. We hear the horrific experimentation, torture... Uh, associated with some of these abductions, uh, people being probed and, and uh, perhaps uh, imp- implants being inserted under the skin. And uh, we even hear things like uh, uh, some sort of alien-human hybrid type program, uh, women claiming to have given birth on these motherships or craft to, uh, to alien-human hybrid babies that were then taken from them. Uh, then we have the other... Uh, positive spin, if you will, where uh, people are taken aboard these craft and they're shown, you know, the future of Earth and the uh, the uh, their abductors are uh, gentle and kind and and uh, and uh, spiritually ad- evolved and uh, trying to warn. Don't hu- believe it. No, I, I don't. I don't for a minute. Trying to, to warn humanity that they have to, you know, we have to stop burning fossil fuels and they're here to save us from ourselves and so forth. What, what's it all about? Sort it out for us, Jeanette. Okay. Well, first of all, um, when um, abductions and um, experimentation first started to happen, it was the Zeta, the little gray guys that were doing it. Um, they were doing it because they have cut themselves off from their planet and needed to come here. They needed a planet, but uh, they cannot take the carbon-based structure on the planet, the carbon-based atmosphere. So they were um, doing hybrid inbreeding and doing all kinds of experimentation to try to change their DNA and their um, bodies so that they could handle um, the the atmosphere here, the carbon base. Okay? Now... So in other words, they were trying to relocate to Earth because... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Have they been successful? Sorry, have they been successful? Are they they living here, these hybrids? um, you know, I don't know. I haven't really followed through on that. Well, it's huge speculation, obviously. It'd be diff- yeah. probably impossible to answer. Okay, so so the other but types. They're, they're the smallest problem now. Okay, since these huge uh, factions of fallen angelic Illuminati off-planet off beings have taken over, um, what their purpose for interbreeding was, it twofold. First of all, uh, they want to... They want to get the codes, the DNA codes that control the stargates from the human angelic line into their line. So that's how they can do it. So they're extracting, they're extracting DNA. They're, they're crossing DNA in order to, to get that, those codes. 
from the from the DNA matrix. But they're not going to be allowed to, to, to reconnect with the source, are they? No. No. So they, no, but, this is pure folly then on their part. The, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was very young, um, there were attempts uh, to abduct me. And, um, and I remember screaming in my, my room because I knew there was somebody there. But I, it never happened. I was very fortunate. I had uh, some spiritual beings who were really looking after me, so I, I didn't get abducted. I was very, very lucky. Are those what are referred to as the Watchers? I we often... don't know what they referred to. I have okay. no idea. All I know is that I was protected. Well, I've, I've heard <laughs> this before, people that have seen these entities while they are uh, sort of in the midst of an alien abduction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, now, you're an indigo. Yeah. What does that mean exactly? Um, well, indigos come in with 12-strand 12 12, uh, DNA, not activated, but... You know they're there. It's there. It's it's in the genes. Okay. Aside uh, uh, to to make to be to contrast that with the the garden variety double strand uh, helix, which is what I am probably. Oh, I don't know about you. You might be more than that. I think you've got to at least have three and a half. Three, you, oh, three I'm and a half. Sure you have at least three and a half. Three and a half strands. Oh yeah. Okay. And also, scientists have already know, uh, found out and discovered that um, DNA is changing and evolving, and there's more happening. So, so um, why do you have twelve, and why do I have? Let's say I have three and a half. Is that because you're because you've lived more lives, or you're you're no, an older it's soul? Because, no, it's um, it's a, an ancient line where we're an ancient line of beings. Okay, that that have been working for a long time for the Christ. And actually, um, our number one speaker, Ashiana, Ashiana Dean, um, she's speaker number one this time. She was uh, speaker number three, uh, two. I, I can't remember. It was two or three in the Christ period where uh, Jesus or... His real name was Joshua, yes. was speaker number one then. And these were the mechanics that he was teaching. These were the ascension mechanics he was teaching for this particular... Uh, so, oh, so you do believe in, in that there was an historical Jesus and he was the son of the source? Oh, yeah. Interesting, okay. He was speaker number one. Speaker but his name one. wasn't Jesus. It's no. really funny because when I was young, I couldn't I couldn't say the the name Jesus. I was brought up in the in the Christian United Church of Canada, and Same I here. say Jesus. Same I, here. I but when I heard Joshua, that sounded familiar to Je- me. Jo- yeah, Joshua, Joshua, or Yeshua, Yeshua. Joshua twelve, yes. And so he is the son of God. He, we're all sons of God. Okay. He was just bringing the teachings to us to teach us for this time period. All right. Do you believe? Yep. Do you believe that he, uh, as the Bible says, uh, was crucified, died, and, and rose from the dead? No, he was. He did not. At the age of thirty-three, which is, by the way, the ascension age. Okay. Okay. There are time cycles. It, the birth cycle. It, it's quite amazing. There's so much material. But at the age of thirty-three, he ascended. So he did. Well, then why did we get the the the, the story that he? Uh, was that was a manipulation, again, by the fallen angelics. The, you know, there are truthful teachings, Richard, in all of the religions of the world, because there were seeds of, of truths that were kept um, from these cloister doratura plates that were stolen. Hmm. So all of the religions have truths in them, but most of them have been twisted, 
and motivated to control create people, create fear, create separation. And aren't they doing a good job, these religions? Yes, but apart from the organized religion, I mean, the, the message uh, that has endured remarkably uh, for 2,000 years is that, and, and, and keeping in mind that his, some of his disciples were martyred and refused to deny that this happened, even while under being, being tortured, that he, they witnessed Christ rise from the dead. If he is, in fact, the son of the source, surely he could have done that. Well, would... Yes, he did. He, it, you want to call it, uh, what does the Catholic religion call it? Resurrection. Um, Are you talking about res- resurrection? Or the re- yeah, the, not the resurrection, but the... The, uh, the passion? The, uh, the crucifixion? The passion? Trans- trans- transfiguration? The yes. transfiguration, yeah. Yes. Well, that's what we do when we ascend. We transfigure our, our bodies into light. Right. So yeah. he did that. And he actually did do that. Yes. Okay. And yes... They probably did witness it. All right. So, yeah, I think we're on the same page, more or less, there. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. There, there are truths in the religions, but they are, you know, there are things spun around them that make people believe, no, not really, or make them believe something else about it. Right, right. So, but, yes. How, how do we they, prepare ourselves, then, to walk through these stargates? In other words, how do we, re- I guess we have to repair our DNA, right? You have to repair your DNA. And it's working with codes. The freedom teachings are the beginnings of it, okay? If you can go to the Kelantic Science website, and there are techniques that are available there, right there. Now, fallen angelic uh, power goes up to 11.5 dimension. When we start, what we start with, uh, with regard to healing, okay, is we start with 12th dimensional Maharata energy. It's pale silver Maharata energy. And you, once you start protecting yourself with pale silver Maharata D12 energy, you can't be touched. You won't be, you won't be touched by what's happening on the planet and what's going to happen. Well, how do we get this Maharati energy? Does it come in a drink? Is it sound waves? Is it a, a diet? Is it's it visualization, visualization? It's color, it's sound, it's tone. It's, okay. Yeah. Is there a special diet? Um, you know, exercise and diet are all part of it, but no, they're not. It's, uh, what it is is it's healing. You, you do a treatment on your food as well. They don't say be a, a vegetarian or anything like that. They say, you know, just, just do some work on the food. We have codes that we put the food and drink on. Codes. Is yeah. that the, you say code, I might say prayer. Is that a fair analogy? Uh, n- yeah, okay. Codes are living consciousness structures of energy. They're mathematical, they're in color, they're in form, they're mathematical, and they are actually living consciousness structures of energy. Ah, it still sounds like a prayer. You know, language, we, we pray in a certain language, and language is very mathematical, so maybe they are, they are the same. Yeah. Let's uh, take one final time out, come back, a few more questions. Fascinating. Jeanette Dagger here. The Stellar Activation Cycle. Are you ready? You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Uh, Jeanette, any parallels to uh, the uh, the Protestant uh, concept of a rapture? Mm-hmm. And 
the, uh, those who are accepting the Silver Seed Awakening and walk on through that uh, that Stargate. Is, are, are there, is there a parallel there, do you think? Well, yes. The rapture is actually the Rasha Pata Ur, and that is part of the ascension process of, of um, um, bring, you know, you bring the DNA through the freedom teachings, you heal the DNA back to the original divine blueprint, and then you, you lose density of body. And the Rasha Pata Ur is, the, is a stage up in the ascension process. All right. Now, in the meantime... We have this, I call it spiritual warfare, uh, that's going on down here on, uh, on uh, this prison planet, Earth. Yes. And, uh, We're just in the middle of it. We're caught in the middle. So the, these, these fallen angels, these um, off-world Illuminati, you call them, mm-hmm. they're basically running the show here. Is that right? Yes. To, to what extent have they infiltrated... Our workaday reality. I mean, are they are they running municipal, provincial, federal governments? Everything. There. Yes. <laughs> yes. So these are off. These are interdimensional of authority above the president of the United States. And I mean, who? I mean, it, how? Give me a, a sense of this of this pyramid uh, of, of structure. Like, who's underneath them? I mean, are these these are. These are uh, interdimensional entities. Do they look, yes, hum- they, do they look they human? Control. They have their own Illuminati seed on planet working for them. They're foot soldiers? Yes. Okay. They're hybrids? Um, in some cases, yes. In most cases, yes. Okay. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And they're doing their bidding? Yeah. And then the, 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 the humans that are, that are ostensibly in charge but really aren't do their bidding? Right. That's right. They don't have, like, you know, poor President Obama has, you know, he hasn't come through with any of his promises. Well, that's not a surprise. No, there's someone who put the arm on him and says, let me explain how it really works. That's right. Right. Yeah. And I wanted to mention, too, about the oil. You know, when you drain the oil from the earth, you are literally draining her blood. And that creates sinkholes. And mining as well. Now, Earth allowed this to happen. There are three paths that we can take. There's the uh, Christ path, the Ascension path. Mm-hmm. There's the Kali, Kali Krista path, we call it. There's the Kali Rama, which is the step back path, which is you, you die the body or explode or go, do whatever, and then you start all, you, you step back and you try to improve it again. Then there's the Kali Dima, which is the fall path, which goes black hole. Uh, space dust return. Right, right. Earth has chosen. She allowed all of this to be done to her, but she loves us all. And she is not allowing herself to go space, uh, go to the fall. Well, you, she is you, not allowing them to take her. You're, you're, uh, so you're, you're referring to... she's going to do the Kali Rama setback. Okay, you're referring which to... means she's going to explode in 2976. You're referring to Earth as she. Uh, the, 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 you're referring to the Earth as a, as a life, a oh, life yes. form? She's a, she's a conscious cosmic being. Everything is. Everything here is a conscious cosmic being with source. Yes. We're all, all of us made in the, in the image of God's source. And it's based on our Merkaba field. It's based on the Kathara grid, which is the sacred 
um, mathematical structure of the universe and of everything from the microcosm to the macrocosm. My word, Jeanette, it's, uh, the information here is very dense and interesting, and uh, I think I followed most of it, and uh, I can't say I agree with everything that you said. Certainly, I think there are some parallels to what you're saying and my uh, particular spiritual path, but we're all on our paths, and... Uh, Hopefully, That's right. We all respect each other. Ultimately, we, re- we respect your path. We respect. We don't try to convince anyone. We're just standing in the crisp, doing our thing, and whoever is drawn, fine. Whoever is not, that's fine too. Jeanette, thank you very much for this. Thank you, Richard, for having me on. Jeanette Dagger, the Stellar Activation Cycle. All right. My thanks also to Jordan Maxwell. We'll have him on again. Dan Ellison. I wish you a happy birthday now because I won't see you until uh, your birthday is on Wednesday. The big two-five quarter century. If you were a car, you'd be an antique, Dan. Twenty-five years old. My, I have socks in my sock drawer that are older than you. Not to worry. Happy birthday, my friend. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.